What's up, everybody? And welcome to yet another episode of Team Chat Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Mogan, joined to my left by... Jerry Wilson. There you go. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Team Chat Podcast, a weekly video game podcast where we talk about games, the ones we love, the ones we hate, and everything in between. Oh, I like that you even nailed my cadence. <laughs> nailed this is good. <laughs> if you'd like to subscribe to Team Chat, you can find us on all of your social media services, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. We're on all of them. And if you especially love what we're producing and given to you for free, you can help us in return by subscribing on Patreon. You can subscribe for as little as a dollar a month, and in return, we will give you some free perks, like getting the episodes early before their Tuesday release, in addition to access to our private Team Chat Discord channel, The Rogues Gallery. Boom. And I don't know how to end it from here. I'm kind of lost oh, now. Great job, great job, great job. 141 episodes in, and she takes the yeah, intro. Yeah, finally. Nailed it. Nailed it, it. But yeah, so we're all across the world, by the way, but as far as podcast services where you can find us to subscribe and listen, you can also watch video versions on YouTube and Twitch. So check that out and join our Discord. All those See, links for all these things are in the description it's below. It's amazing that I knew any of that because usually when we start the episodes, I'm just hardcore spacing out. Yeah, you're usually I'm on sitting your there like in a. I, I see it when you go, but when I go back to edit. Well, I'm usually pulling up the. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, the coming mm-hmm. out and mm-hmm. the coming soon and out now list. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Also, I'm I'll, typically I'll like you. in a panic, like, oh shit, what are we talking about? <laughs> what? Oh, I gotta, I gotta oh, think of something really fast. <laughs> Did I prepare? I don't know. I'm just doing it on the fly, winging it every day. But speaking of what's coming out and new re- and releases that are out now. All right. So. After an action-packed fall so far, things are starting to wind down here in the home stretch. So if case you did miss it, Soul Calibur 6 did just recently come out on October 19th. That is for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Mm -hmm. As of today's air date on October 31st, October 33rd, it's a real day, you guys. (laughs) On October 23rd, we have Just Dance 2019 for PS4, Xbox One, Switch, wait for it, we three still? yeah still i kid you not it's coming out for we 360 and even the wii u i mean i will say to be fair we do play just dance on the wii still. i mean because it makes sense it i mean does. like that was the wii's bread and butter oh that type of yeah, activity the game. Motion yeah. Controls all that uh, Anyway, so yeah, Just Dance 2019, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, Wii, 360, and Wii U. Uh, My Hero One's Justice, and the Ones is with an apostrophe S. So My, he owns the Justice. My Hero One's Justice. Got it. Yeah, for PS4, <laughs> that's a weird name. For PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC, October 26th. Also on the 26th, we've got Red Dead redemption 2 i'm so excited for ps4 and xbox so One. excited how incredibly unlucky is it for my hero one's justice you a game no heard, one has heard literally of, never heard a word of it until now on the same day i'm never gonna hear another word about Red it again Dead 2. now probably no one is uh we'll do a, re- a review of my hero one's justice about no, five years from now <laughs> as a as an in memoriam and Watch, then, though. It's going to be like game, game of the year for everybody. Right. And then a little bit further down the line, just in time for Halloween, so I do just want to blast this one very preemptively, Call of Cthulhu. Oh, you're very excited for this one. The official video game is coming up for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. I am getting that one for Halloween specifically. There you go. Uh, unfortunately, Halloween is on a Wednesday this year. That's not typically when our episodes come out, so womp womp. womp, womp. But you'll be hearing all much more from me about that game as soon as I've gotten my teeth into it. Nice. So the like, fun little aside with a little uh, report that started coming out, it's apparently rumored. Uh, I believe it was from a, a Japanese publisher or something, or a distributor or something like that, that apparently, again, rumors at this point, that Red Dead 2 is going to come, physical versions will come on two discs. Yeah. Are we back to the PlayStation 1 days? What is happening? I mean, it's going to take. What? They've, they've also updated the, the file size, and it's going to be like 99 gigs. So it's a massive game. But then also, so is Black Ops. Like, Black Ops 4 is supposed to be a big game, too. So I don't know... How and Good if that's thing you upgraded your hardware. Oh, Dang. yeah. I got those two. T- I've, I have so many games on my PS4 right now, and I've barely scratched it. I haven't even used a terabyte of the two terabytes that I have. Nice. <laughs> I can put as much as I want on it, and it's amazing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I, I saw that, and I was like, 
holy shit, that would be crazy if I open wow. up a game and it's like disc one, disc two. I'll be like, whoa. I wonder at what point the in the game they would make you switch discs. I don't know. I feel like it would make sense in an open world game for it to be area based. Yeah, because how do you do that in an open world game? Like, let's just pretend that it's, you know, the West. Right. Maybe they've got like Arizona on like disc one yeah. and then like Nevada on disc two. Or maybe the only other thing I could think of is that maybe it's the situation where it's like one has the majority of the install files and then the second disc is the one that you actually play off of. Oh, that could be it. Because, because I guess, yeah, it's supposed to be this open world. There's not levels. I mean, there are levels, but in as far as missions and everything, but you're still covering the same terrain, covering the same. I don't know how the, how, I don't, I, I'm not a developer. I don't know how these things work. All I know is that's what they're saying. Man, back in the olden days, back in ye old Legend of Dragoon days, it used to be that when you got to a certain point of the map, like you beat the boss of disc one, it'd be like, please insert disc two. Yeah, I remember doing that yeah. also. But it was also like games way smaller than Red Dead because of the limited storage that we had back in those days. <laughs> Man, that'd be really weird. Wouldn't that be really weird? I'm also, though, because of that, I'm also fairly excited for it. Like, I, I mean, kind I, of want to open it up and be like, oh my God, so much gameplay. So for my money, I think that's probably just a rumor. Uh, I feel like I don't think that's actually going to pan out. I think it's going to be one disc. Yeah. It would be really cool, but I think it's only going to be one disc. Also, one s- disc. smaller aside to this one, then we'll jump over to the normal topic that we're going to have for the, everyone today. But isn't it, it's kind of this interesting thing, and it's got to be it's got to be some business stuff tied in there also as well. But like standard PS4s only come with a 500 gigabyte hard drive. You can really only use 450 of that space because of gigs of that space because due to the system itself, the system operating system itself. It's weird that we're getting to a place where now you can only have potentially four games, like AAA, big AAA titles installed on the on a system at once. Yet another benefit of indie games. It is. They're normally so smaller. So much smaller. Much it smaller. takes up less space. Good th- for you, indie games. I know. But like, I remember, I still am rolling with the original hard drive that I had on my PS3, and I have so many games installed on that I thing. love that, uh, I don't think we've ever mentioned on the show, but Jared and I both have gotten to the point before where we've reached the maximum limit of our PS4 Several hard times. drive, and we both decided to uninstall, independently of each other, Metal Gear Solid Five because it's like the biggest game game yeah. in existence and we were like man we've got to make room i've had to do that one i've had to install uninstall some rpgs but now i got them all back on there except metal gear Solid five i still haven't got around to that whoops game yet. i'll get around to it eventually <laughs> but now there's red dead and i can ride horses in red dead and i could ride horses in metal gear Solid five but i don't gets care. a horse he does does he really yeah oh did i take that back <laughs> the, the horse in red and metal gear solid five now i don't know if this gameplay mechanic will make its way into red dead too but I've seen video gameplay videos of the horse that you're riding in Metal Gear Solid Five pooping on a road, and then the poop causing a scar that enemy vehicle to spin out and then explode. So I don't know if that's going to carry over into Red Dead Two, but you know, I don't know. That might be worth trying out just wow. for that, just for that mechanic. Fascinating. It is fascinating. <laughs> it is fascinating. It's a it's a golden age for horses in video really, games. Really, that right was now. the um, original version that they had in the works for Mario Kart. You know, it was a Wild West based game. And instead of like being able to leave bananas behind you as you went, your horse would just poop. And then if the person behind you, if their horse it's hit equally it, a slippery mess. They'd spit out. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, for our main topic today, and it's actually very appropriate that you introduced the show because you had a much more calming, relaxing that was, cadence. That was the point. But we're talking about, and this is a patron-submitted topic. It's actually a combination of two. We reached out... Um, to to our patrons to see if they had any topics that they wanted us to cover and touch on, and we had yet two another that like reason to subscribe to Team Chat Podcast exactly. on Patreon because we listen. <laughs> yeah, we listen. we're listening. We're to there. You. We're talking to you. But yeah, you get that special access. But we reached out and asked them if they had anything that they wanted us to touch on, and we had a few shows. Uh, she wrote in and ta- wanted us to talk about simulation games. Well, originally she asked us to talk about stimulation games and we were like, whoa, I don't think we can See, go there. <laughs> I was thinking when I read stimulation games, I assumed though immediately at the, that, the, that it was a typo that she did mean simulation. Really? Games. I was like, I just don't even know what that is. <laughs> I was assuming that she was talking about something that was maybe related to ASMR or something like that. Like, I, I don't know. You went to the other place with that of like what kind of saying that it was going to be an awkward episode. 
uh, granted, awkward episode, but still. Like, maybe we'll do a team chat after Dark one day. Who knows? <laughs> but we, still. <laughs> we won't do that. We won't do that. Not even for the patrons. This is a family-friendly Not show. even for the patrons. That is our line in the sand, everybody. Well, it depends on how much money the patrons are willing to give. That's true. Our morals let's, can be bought. Let's not cut off that line of a fun day. <laughs> let's leave those doors open, Jared. But, so we're combining fuchsias of talking about simulation games, and then our good pal, Brandon, he also wrote in and suggests that we talk about games that we find relaxing. Well, those two types of games can go fairly hand in hand. I think they have a lot of overlap. They do have a lot of overlap. So we're going to combine and talk about some of our uh, favorite simulation games slash relaxing games. Indeed. Indeed. So which one of us like to start? Why don't you start? I did the intro, buddy. That's true. That's I'm true. Already I never get to out. I never get to like ride this wave of, of getting the <laughs> getting it handed back to me. So here we go. So my simulation game. I actually have to say that I played a lot more simulation games in my olden days. And yes, for me, these games very much cross over into a, a relaxing territory. But I had a list of games that were more of the relaxing ones. So this one, though, the one that I wanted to focus on. Don't know if you played this one ever, but it's an older one from 1994. Is Sim Tower, the Vertical Empire. No. All right. I've never even heard so of that is, particular Sim game. This one was created by uh, Maxis, who did a, the old like Sim Tower, Sim City, Sim Islands, all those different ones, which I played a little bit of Sim Island. I never really actually played Sim City that much, really. Uh, but anyway, so the basic principle of this one and behind this one is you had to build a skyscraper. And it's more focusing on like construction and management style of simulation rather than uh, but there is like the economics to it and all this other stuff. But basically, you would start. You would have to lay the groundwork for this uh, for this skyscraper, and you would have to decide like how wide you wanted to make it, how skinny you wanted to make it, all this other stuff. And then people would start coming because you'd start also building in some shops, hotel rooms, apartments, restaurants, and different things like that. But then you had to also build in utility things like laundromats housekeeping services for the, for the hotels, uh, recycling centers to handle all the garbage, but then also one of the most and key element really that you had to work around when building and planning out your tower was the placement and number of elevators. Oh, I wouldn't even have thought about that. Because you got to get, uh, you could build My escalators. My building is stairs only. You, got, you could build escalators and for everything, for, but I don't know if you could do this to every floor. Again, it's been years since I've touched, even touched this game. Actually, Take that back. When I was doing some extra research to refresh my mind on that today, I actually found you can play it in a web browser. Oh, really? Like, I found it on like this old, on this emulator site, so I just like opened it just to see it again, and I was like, "Oh, okay." So take that back. It has been hours since I last touched this game, <laughs> but before that, it was many, 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 many years. Uh, and so, but. The thing is, and so you could put like escalators from the main lobby to like the first or second floor, but you couldn't put escalators throughout the whole building. So then it really did become about managing these elevators to get people up and down, especially because you, you eventually would win the game by building a hundred stories being rate, which would then get grant you, depending on how successful your tower was being, grant you the tower rating. And then you could build a cathedral like on the very top. And that was like huh. the crowning achievement of it. And that's when you would win. Huh. Um, that's interesting. I never really think of simulation games as having like a win condition. Well, I'm pretty sure at that point, like you could still, like I don't think it gives you a game over, like build oh, a new tower. So you can still do I stuff. I never got to that level. Oh, okay. I, okay, no. you can, like when I, play, when I was playing this game, I was probably eight to ten years old, I would say. I was did not have near the strategy or critical thinking mind. Yeah, your to elevator build. placement skills real low. Yeah, it, it probably was not the greatest um, because you could only. It's one of those things where it's you could only build elevator. You cannot have an elevator shaft, I believe, run from the lobby all the way to floor one hundred. What? Why not? Because I mean, I don't think you could do that in even even modern. Can you, you know, because they normally like some of them all have like different levels, like like some hotels that I've been to that are really uh, t really tall hotels will have like elevator that only goes from the lobby to floor 12. And then there's another one that you can still access from the lobby, but it goes only accesses floors 13 through 20 or huh. something like that. Fascinating. So, I mean, you can apply all these principles to Sim Tower, really. But the big thing is that you had to have, you had to not only evenly distribute like hotel rooms, but you had to match that with the equal appropriate number of housekeeping because if your rooms got dirty, they would get roach infested. And then you'd have to demolish and start over, which loses money. You had to demolish Not the, the roaches? Tower, oh, just okay. like the rooms. I was about to say, wow, what a roach problem. But then, too, people would not come and not want to spend money if the elevators took too long. You get like They, they were just like very tiny, like four pixel blocks is what represented people, basically. And 
if they had to wait for long times, they would start turning different colors. Like they were black, they were fine. But then if they were red, they were getting annoyed by something. Uh-oh. Green, they were like super happy or something like that, if I recall correctly. But so yeah, you could see in their lobby or, or different floors, you could just see like these lines of people lining up trying to get on the elevator because elevators can only hold like eight to 12 people at a time. Uh, and so same with like escalators. So the escalators were getting too bogged down. So you had all these indicators and factors. And then I believe there were even... There might have been storms like that could come and damage the tower, but I could be wrong on that. But so, but so yeah, it was, it was just one of those things. Like I never got good at it and I never got, I never won the, won the game. We achieved the cathedral because I just, at, at the time, like I said, when I, if I was playing it now, I'd probably be much more strategic about it and planning it out. Actually, something very similar that I do play now is fallout shelter. Oh, I'm, a much, a much hmm. smaller version, but it's the same concept. You're yeah, building this, gotcha. under, this underground, it's reverse tower, reverse tower. Yeah. And you have to build rooms. You have to have services to power those rooms. You have to have people in them and you have to keep those people happy. So they'll be producing at the ma- at their max efficiency. So, I mean, so that's a modern counterpart to sim tower, I would say, but yeah, for me, that would, that'd be the one sim game. Well, no, not the only sim game, but this is one that like I probably would have really another time to talk about this game right. other than here. And I was like, you know what? Sim Tower. It was a great one. As a quick aside, when I was recently in Chicago this past summer, I did one of those like river boat tours, like an architecture yeah. tour where they take you around and teach you about the buildings. I love crap like that. Um, and one of the buildings they pointed out was one that was actually currently in progress, uh, being one of the tallest buildings currently under construction to be designed by a female architect in the world. Oh, that's cool. I think it would be like either the between one and three of the top of the tallest buildings built by female architects in the world. But the thing that they had done was it was so close to the lake. The winds coming off of the lake are a significant architectural factor they were Mm. explaining. So one of the things that they had done to basically, uh, factor in the wind resistance was at a certain interval up the tower one of the floors was actually hollow like it was just like the pillars like a breezeway yeah like it was a breezeway and they were like yep all they need is that one floor that'll take all the wind and the rest of it will be fine and i was like wow talk about stress Seriously, <laughs> i do not like no, the sound I'm of like, that, that at that all sounds, that, and i was like it's not that i think they're wrong it's just that i think they're morally wrong to do that's this. just outside of my mind to that's, be able to yeah it's like i don't do like that. the physics of this yeah. i don't i think you're spitting in god's face <laughs> i don't like it <laughs> he will be angry. he will re- rot vengeance on you <laughs> they didn't talk about that in the tour but i knew it would happen but you know it's in the cliff notes i knew it would happen <laughs> so what was so i mean that's i mean honestly it's been so long into it from having played it that was just the, the like only things think, i really have on it but yeah. like it was still just one of those things it's one and it, that's how it kind of ties into the relaxation aspect of this is it's just one of those things you could start doing and as long as everything was going smoothly and you didn't have people getting upset you weren't infested with cockroaches your trash wasn't piling up in the basement everything was fine and it was nice it was calming nice and calming so i suppose then that the number one sim from my own childhood that I would have played would be ye old classic Sims. Okay. So as far as I know, this was just the Sims. Uh, it's possible that it may have been Sims two, depending on the timeline, but I would have been about 12, Mm -hmm. maybe somewhere along those lines. And at our computer at home, you know, our big giant home PC that was for the whole family. Uh, we had like almost no games, but I had a really good friend, Jesse Janae, and we used to go over to her house after school all the time and play two games. One, Unreal Tournament 2, a.k.a. the best game of all time, uh, and 2, The Sims. And that was really the only exposure to The Sims that I had, and I remember loving mm-hmm. it. So, of course, this was back in the days of the uh, classic cheat code, Rosebud. And everybody already knew about it. I don't know how we knew about it. We didn't really have the internet, but everybody knew. So we, of course, had unlimited money. Right. And really the only things that we ever particularly focused on in the sims was really not like people like we each had our own characters but we really didn't take any time to build other people or like 
take care of the world outside. We really only focused on our dream house. Mm-hmm. And of course, there was only the one account. So we would like sit side by side with each other and be like, oh my God, what kind of furniture do we want? What do we want to put in the house today? How do we want to structure the floors? Mm-hmm. And I remember loving just going through the lists of furniture. I'd be like, man, what is available? And even back then, I think I kind of uh, leaned toward either a very modernist interior design aesthetic and or a highly Victorian slash French Rococo design, very button up, very ornate, very, very elegant type of style. Uh, so we were always at odds with each other about what we wanted to go in our house. And eventually, uh, you know, your Sims, I really don't remember how many of the mechanics of the games actually worked. I don't remember, like, how we kept our Sim happy. I guess you feed them, right? Like, you have to give them food. Honestly, like, I don't know. Yeah. I've never... I actually... I've played, like, the Sim Towers and Sim Cities and all that stuff, but, like, I've never actually played the sims so if i'm not mistaken like periodically your sim your person will come up with like a thought bubble i think and Mm -hmm. the thought bubble will contain wants and needs question mark there was a lot about this time period that i don't really remember right just because it's a game that like i know i enjoyed but it's not like i was really super committing it to memory because unlike with so many other games the sims is meant to be played relentlessly for hours and hours and hours and days on end. And just after a certain point, you kind of start to filter out the smaller aspects of it in favor of the ones that actually left an impression, like how much fun you had playing it with somebody else versus how the mechanics actually worked, which I frankly don't remember. I think I also had limited mouse capabilities because it was her house her rules, right? Uh, so I was like, you know, just the helper buddy, the, the assistant friend. The I was like, okay, I'll do the typing. Uh, so I'm pretty sure that you had to like make sure that your Sims had access to food, water. I know that a lot of people love to uh, build rooms around their Sims and basically cut them off from things like toilets and stuff like that and then basically just let them die and i was never like that you people are monsters Uh. i can't even kill a single pikmin let alone a whole sim that is maybe a person question mark do sims have souls do sims have souls well they may or may not because i remember that eventually jesse and i both had female characters and at one point entirely by accident uh our sims adopted a child together and we were like what is happening right now they have free will (laughs) they have free will like we had no idea what was going on like eventually they just kind of did something weird and then like there was a baby like it just it just showed up like in the cradle and we were like oh my god did they go through an adoption agency we don't know i we're pretty sure they kidnapped it from the void of space because it just kind of showed up. Stork dropped Uh, it. Stork dropped it, correct. Uh, So yeah, that was about the time that me and my friend accidentally made lesbian sims who adopted a child together and they were super wealthy millionaires so that kid probably turned out great. That's very awesome of you. Good job for us. Yeah, great job for you. We did did good. Yeah, Pushing boundaries. You did. You did. (laughs) Pushing boundaries, making a name for yourself and your sims. I don't remember what my Sims name was. <laughs> it was probably something. It was probably Rachel. It probably had no creativity yeah, behind it. That's eh, my name. That's my Sims name. That's what it's what it is. What it is. Yeah, I don't know why I never played The Sims. Really, I feel like I should eventually try one of the newer Sims games. I kinda, like every once in a while, I'll see that too. Like Sims, Sims Four is the most recent, yeah. right? And they just keep releasing new. Uh, I mean, new the thing is, I just it. there's I don't have like the computer capacity. Yeah, like my computer would die really even if running it, sims because mm-hmm. it's because i feel like sims 4 is old enough now like it's it's i mean mine can barely handle like smaller indie games from oh, steam it okay. just gets overheated so quickly like yeah, it starts to freak does. out and i'm like i don't feel good about this yeah, no, so i just i you know i just play my console games Match if only race. i didn't have just a laptop i know I mean, I don't know. My computer, like I told you before, like my big computer that I do, that I like edit and stuff, it's starting to now not be able to run a lot of the more current games. I mean, granted, too, yes, it's a Mac, it's not a PC, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Get it out of your systems. Quit making fun of me, blah, blah, blah. It is what it is. It's what I have. It's what I love. But I did try to play briefly, and I played it for like 45 minutes to an hour, that House Flipper. 
sim. Like that's the like construction handyman basically simulator. <laughs> because I saw it and I was like, Sam would probably love this because she loves building stuff. She loves being crafty. I was like, this is fun. I'll try this out. So I down, downloaded it, installed it, and then played it for like 30 minutes or so, 30, 40 minutes. But I did this in like a morning and I was like, okay, I've got to get back to my work now. It's fine. Turned it off. And then my computer started acting on the fritz. Started going crazy. And then I spent the rest of the day troubleshooting. Eventually figured out my hard drive was failing. Now, did my hard drive fail because I started playing House Slipper? Or was it just random coincidence? I don't know. But I've been scared to install and play that game again Which is ever really since. too bad because House Flipper in and of itself, that's a simulator game. It is. Like, that's a know, fantastic that's I to talk, installment like, for this episode. I would love to talk about yeah. it more. Well, we'll, we'll never know. We're just too that scared. That was a, what should have been a $20 game. And again, I don't know if it was the game causing this. It, I'm pretty sure it was just random coincidence because I had noticed some w- other weird things about my computer before. But like what was supposed to be a twenty dollars game turned into six hundred dollars. Now you're a little spooked. Yep, just a little justifiably, spooked. just justifiably spooked. Yes. So obviously, like we said, these these two topics kind of go hand in hand, like the the simulation and relaxing game. So maybe what's a what's a relaxing game or something, or one that maybe fits both categories. I have so many games that I find relaxing. And actually, in the Rogues Gallery, in the Team Chat Discord that you can get access to if you subscribe to us on Patreon, it's a little less dollar a month, you guys. Um, just make sure we really get it out there. Uh, one of our, it was Brandon, actually. Uh, no, it was Riven. Uh, Riven mentioned that he had just beaten Breath of the Wild. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he was apparently super super overpowered, got like the best armor in the game in like a million arrows that are really, really good. And it's like, bro, you did not need that for the final fight. But uh, got the job done. He got the job done. So congratulations to Riven for finally beating Breath of the Wild. Jarrett has not been so lucky. Oh no! I mean, no. I haven't. Mm-hmm. My hours played are probably way less than indeed. His, yes, but no, I'm still I'm still trying to beat Water Blight Game. But then I think it was Brandon who came on after that, and he said something to the extent of because you had made a comment that you know you're not really that into Breath of the Wild because it feels somewhat like a directionless game, like you kind of struggled to not have clear objectives. But Brandon kind of mentioned what is really my opinion of Breath of the Wild is that it's, yeah, okay, here we go. What did he say? He said, I found Breath of the Wild most enjoyable when I was just doing random stuff, like the puzzle rooms, I think he means the temples, mm. uh, and whatnot. The actual Zelda part of the game, the divine beasts and boss battles, I found lacking, especially when compared to other Zelda games. And I completely agree with that sentiment. Obviously, oh crap, I'm making your phone talk. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, so that I, I completely agree with that sentiment. We talked about about this a lot on our Breath of the Wild episode, where I think most people found, or not most, a lot of people found the story of Breath of the Wild quite lacking, but that's not what's great about it. Mm -hmm. The best part of Breath of the Wild, for me at least, is its relaxation factor and its exploration factor. And those two things for me go hand in hand. Like, I'm never stressed out when I'm exploring, I'm just having fun. And Breath of the Wild is perhaps one of potentially the best game for just aimless derping around. You can just go out there and do absolutely nothing and yet do stuff for five to eight hours. And then you come back and you're like, huh, I haven't gotten anything done. See, <laughs> I've made no progress. I agree <laughs> with your sentiment about like how you feel with the exploration stuff. But for some reason, Breath of the Wild is just does not do that for me. I find myself getting more annoyed with the exploration and stuff. See, of that game. that's so funny, uh, especially one of the things that I found particularly fun about it when I was more in the early to mid game is so initially, this is a very mild spoiler. Spoiler, everybody, just in case you do want to tune out. Do you remember encountering a creature called the, I think it was the Great Talos? What's it look like? It's like a big rock. It's a big rock monster with arms and little rock legs, and it'll just chuck rocks at you. I've not seen It's it. really big. I might be remembering the name wrong, but I think it's called the Great Talos. Um, and so, yeah, eventually there's this point very early on in the Breath of the Wild where you're in, like, the, the plateau. You're still on the Great Plateau. You haven't yet gotten your glider to be able to leave. Uh, and I wandered into a pasture, like a, a ravine, I guess, and I was just going through passed over what I thought were some regular boulders, 
wrong. It was a great Talos because those boulders came alive and then it pulled itself oh, yeah, out I of the ground and it was a big giant rock monster. And I was like, Fuck, because I had no weapons, no experience. I knew I was going to die. And so I just like swiped at it a couple times. Didn't damage it at all. And I was like, I'm running away. Forget it. Forget it. I'm going to run done. away. Yeah, I'm running. <laughs> so I just ran away like a coward. And eventually I figured out, oh, you're supposed to hit the gem on its back. That's how you damage it. You kind of have to climb up on it. Um, what, what's that? Uh, Shadow of the Colossus style and kind of swipe at it. Yeah. Uh, and eventually later on in the game, one of the points that I had a lot of fun with was there's this point at which you're traversing into the east, I think. And if you choose to go on the actual road, you get there much faster. But I was like, yeah. Take the road less traveled. I'm not going to take the road. I'm going to climb up this mountain because I was like, I can climb in this game and I'm going to do it. God damn it. (laughs) So I was literally taking the hardest way possible to get over the mountain. You could literally pass the road through it, like go through a tunnel. And I was like, nah, I'm going to go over. So I was going up this mountain, scaling and scaling and scaling. It was starting to rain. It was not looking good. I got onto like kind of a ledge, which had like this, really steep grassy slope area and i was like oh okay this this is looking better i can wait out the rain here maybe like get up there a little bit further and to my great surprise i passed over some more rocks turns out it was another great talos and i was like i didn't because it was still early on enough in the game that i didn't realize that certain monsters would be elsewhere on the map yeah. I assumed that the Great Talos was going to be the only thing, you know, of its kind on the Great Plateau. I didn't think there would be other ones out and, out and about in the game. And, like, just finding one anywhere else, I, like, it blew my mind. Mm-hmm. And I think I actually did hunker down and attempt to beat it. All of my gems fell off the edge of the mountain. That was fine uh, after I wound up finally defeating it. But once I actually killed it, And it kind of stopped raining, and I was able to actually wander up the rest of the mountain all the way to the top. Like, that was just such a nice, relaxing experience, because once you get further up into the mountains, not a lot of noise. It's just the howling of the wind. It gets cold. It gets a little frosty. Link starts mm-hmm. to shiver a little. Ooh, so and there's something about specifically like snow and ice and cold environments that makes me feel very relaxed in games. I was about to say, you just in literally said life, that you were re- ready for yeah. the sun to come back. No, it's in been real three life, days of like I would degrees. rather be dead than ever be in that kind of cold. But I appreciate the atmosphere of it, and that's something that I do find extremely relaxing in games is to feel like you're somewhere that is completely alien to you. Maybe that's why I'm so attached to like snowy levels because hell no, I'm not going to do that in my real life. I can really only get that experience through games because if I tried to actually do it myself, I'd saw my own legs off so that they would helicopter me back home. I'd be like, get me out of here. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So there's just something about Breath of the Wild that hits so many of those buttons for me. It's the cold levels. It's the frequent amount of rain. It's riding your horse through a meadow at night for no good reason, just for fun. It's walking through the surf on the beach. Again, no reason, just for fun. Just to do it. Passing by a great guard, uh, a what are they called? Guardian. I'm just going to say great guardian. Passing by a guardian being like, hey, bro, what's up? And then he shoots at you and you're like, okay, bye, bro. I'm going to I'm gonna go Deflected. this way. That's cool. I don't deflect. I just get hit and keep moving on. <laughs> and Breath of the Wild is just such a great game for that. Um, obviously, you're really not there to talk to people. Mm-hmm. There's virtually no dialogue if you're not actually in one of the few areas that has people. So it's just you in the wilderness chilling. And that's like pretty close to my ideal game. I mean, obviously, there are many other factors of games that make them better, but in terms of being a relaxing game, Breath of the Wild is high up there. Uh, And that is further compounded by its great depth of side quests. There are a lot of side quests. Nothing is more relaxing in a game than side quests. Because sometimes you can get a little stressed out if all you're doing is pursuing the main objective. You're like, I gotta do this, then I gotta do this, then I gotta do this, but I don't feel like I'm ready to fight that boss. Oh my god. And it's like, or pause, wait a second, let's all stop. 
what if, now stay with me here, what if we didn't uh, make any progress in the game? What if instead we just turn our backs on the objective, pull up our list of side quests and go, this is what I'll do for the rest, for the next 40 hours of gameplay. This is what I'm going to do. And that's a very relaxing feeling to just be like, I'm going to shirk all of my responsibilities, my obligations to other people, and nay, the world. I'm going to say no to all of that and just go dick around in a pond. There you go. It's I mean, very, it's I mean, there's, very there's relaxing thing. <laughs> my thing, and I'm not going to go super into it, and, and, and about why I've not had that experience with, with Breath of the Wild, just because I don't, that's not what we're talking about today, but we're on the subject of the game, so I'm going to briefly touch on it. My thing about it is, yes, the exploring and stuff go, is very is very well and good. Like it, 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 there is a lot of that to do in this game. My big thing, and this is this is probably just a playstyle difference for me as opposed to as opposed to you, and maybe it's also something with Zelda games that I'm not as familiar with since I haven't played as many of those as you have. But it is, i.e., none. I've dabbled in many, but <laughs> indeed. Not any. Uh, but so for me, part of it is the side quests and the mission and the main story, but more so the side quests give you an objective out in this massive world to go do. So, and then, so I'll say like, okay, I'm going to go do this side quest. That's way on the other side of the world, but I'll do in like little deviations along the way. I don't just make a beeline for it. I don't fast travel to it. I hardly ever fast travel, but in games, but I just want to go from a to B and I'm going to see what there is. But in this one, the, the issue that I've ran into is I'll go do a side quest. So mark it on the map where it's going to be. I go to it, start it, but then it just says like, like one, the only one I can think of is like, uh, in one of the villages fairly early on, you meet this guy who's wanting to capture, like wants your help capturing like a hundred crickets or something like that. Um, it's a side quest, not a main, not a main story. And you go like, okay, cool. And then you go, so I go into the menu again, activate the quest. So I know to, to track it and everything that I realize though, that the marker is right where I'm at. So the marker stays where the quest is activated, basically. Well, it's telling you where you're meant to go back to right. once you finish the quest. But then I'm like, and this could be just be very, me being very dense, just being like, but where do I get the tickets? Okay, so here's the thing. So that, so that, that, that that's may kind of actually stuff. be something that you just hadn't gotten the ability yet, because eventually, again, very mild spoiler, you guys, eventually... You know, your Sheikah Slate? Yes. Once you get to a certain point and, and or person in the game, they can upgrade your Sheikah Slate to where you can make it track certain creatures. Ah. So you could, for example, take, you know, use your slate to take a picture of a yep. cricket and then take it to the lab, and they would be like, okay, beep, boop, beep, cool. Now, from now on, when you have your Sheikah Sensor, uh, turned on, it's not going to track temples, which is what it technically is supposed to do. Instead, it's going to start going off if you're close to crickets. See, that would be much because it's that quest, and then the one guy in one of the again, I'm forgetting the names, but like the first village you go to, uh, where you talk to the old lady Im- oh. Impa, or well, I think is her name Kakariko. Yes, Kakariko Village. Uh, there's the guy who's missing his chickens. Uh, yeah. And I found all of them but one, and I cannot find okay, that one. Okay, that's your fault. They were in chicken. one. They were in one town. That's no, see, your problem. I'm kind of thinking though. I think I accidentally like chased the chicken off a cliff or something. <gasps> so I might not Jared, be able to actually. Oh my finish. god! Well, I, the chicken should respawn. Honestly, at this point, <laughs> I'm cl- I'm not super far enough in the game, but I feel like my gaps in how long I've. It, my gaps in play, like from when I'll play once, it'll, it can be like months before I pick it up again. I'm honestly thinking I might be better off at this point, possibly restarting and having just a better understanding of what I'm getting into. I mean, the thing is, you've made so little progress. I really have. It would There's not, it would really not be that no much of a, harm. Yeah, it wouldn't be that much of a sacrifice to restart. Whenever I, get, I eventually get back to uh, Dragon Age Inquisition, I'm, even though I was like probably 30 hours, 20 to 30 hours in, it's been so long since I played the game. I'm just going to restart. Oh man, I think... Do I own Dragon Age Origins? Origins is the first one. Never mind. I, I own Inqui- Inquisition. I'm pretty sure you do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I remember you telling me that. Cool. Um, but yeah, so that, like that one. So I might just do that with, with Breath of the Wild too, because right, I'm just like, enough. at this point, I know, understand more what I'm getting into and know I need to look at it and play it differently than I would a normal RPG. But on the same topic then, 
of a more relaxing games for me. I agree. Open world games like Breath of the Wild, man, that is, but not Breath of the Wild, more like Assassin's Creed, even Witcher 3 are just the games that if I want to, I've had a long day, a bad day, whatever, like sit me down with one of those and I'm not going to play main story. No, I'm just like you. I'm going to go do side quests. I'm going to go just ride around. Honestly, one of the very thing that I find very relaxing in in games like Assassin's Creed, and I did it a little bit in God of War, even though I would not call God of War a relaxing game, um, is I really enjoy playing around with photo mode now. Like, honestly, games with photo mode oh, yeah, are I gotcha. so nice. I love it. Like, I, I do it a little bit with... I didn't do it as much in Far Cry. I took a lot in, in God of War, and I've taken a few already in Assassin's Creed uh, Odyssey. I took a lot in Assassin's Creed Origins. And you, you can really play with it and try to get really artistic with it. They let you do a lot with those photo modes. And so now that is one of the big reasons. I'll be running around doing side quests, and I'll get to, like, on top of a building or a, a big mountain, and I'll just be like, ooh, I'm going to see what I can do here. Enter photo mode and just sit there... 10, 15, 20 minutes, just messing around, playing with the filters, seeing how I can get the best shot from that location. You would have loved Pokemon Snap. I probably would have, yes. Back in the The day. The 10 minutes total I probably played in a Blockbuster demo is, I remember it well. (laughs) But that is a big reason for why I like those. Yeah, but for a lot of the same reasons that you were talking about with Breath of the Wild, that's why I love playing that kind of game. Because no, at the even though yes, video games are my de-stressor, my, you know, a way for me to kick back and, and not care, Still, though, I can't play... Overwatch is probably the only first-person sh- game or action shooter game that I can play that I can find relaxing. Because it's... Yes, I get into it. Yes, I get super engaged, and I'll get mad sometimes if it's not, if it's not going my way. But something about it, though, especially because I'm not playing competitive, I'm only playing usually like the arcade yeah. modes or free play, it's just... I'm just dicking around in it. And, it's, and just having, a, you know, and, and having fun... Testing out heroes, still trying to tell myself I'm a Genji main, but really coming to the slow realization that I'm a Roadhog main because I just do so much better with Roadhog. You know, they and did a bunch of they're they're planning a bunch of changes for him. Which one? I Roadhog. Ooh. I don't know what they're doing yet, but Jeff teased at the uh, BlizzCon. Uh, he uh, somebody asked him, I think on like the Blizzard forums, they were like, "Hey, what's going on with Roadhog?" And he uh, said something to the extent of, "We can't reveal any details yet, but you should see the new version of him coming out. I think as soon as next week." Oh snap! Question mark. So supposedly we're going to have some big changes to Roadhog well, I'll soon. To, I'll have to get into that and play that because that's just a way for me. Um, and really, though, outside of those games, I would honestly say well, games that are relaxing, too. Uh, probably the most game, the number one game, on top of all these other games that I can just play and completely lose track of time is Civilization. Yeah, I, I wondered if you were going to talk about that or Stronghold. Stronghold. <laughs> Stronghold is a little too strategic. Stronghold is more sim. I mean, it is a castle-building sim. So, But that one is one that... It's similar in Sim Tower. I've just kept it up a lot more. Sim Tower, you know, like when I first started playing it, like I said, I did not near comprehend enough how I was supposed to actually do this well. And when I first started playing Stronghold, that's how it was too. I probably really still don't have a great understanding of how to play it well and to do it right. I just loved what the game was and what the game was about. But now Civilization is a game that I have played enough for enough enough years to even through several different iterations and different versions of the game that I'm still, that I can still pick up civilization six and be like, okay, here we go. And I'm like, play for 30 minutes, four and a half hours later. I'm like, Oh shit. I have things I need to do. Things have gotten out of control. I'll play overwatch (laughs) and I'll play it for like hour, hour and a half, or I'll play Assassin's Creed. I'll play black ops or something and I'll play for a while. And then just be like, I feel like I need to do something else, but civilization still, can just completely make me zone out. And I just, nothing else is going on around me, and I'm just totally in that game. And it's, it goes by so fast, but I'm also so at peace. So at peace. It's wonderful. As Gandhi would say, you are at peace. I don't know if Gandhi Nuke would that actually son say of a that. That's what Gandhi would then say. <laughs> That's what Zenyatta would say. How about that then? <laughs> So I really do, I I don't want to harp on it too much because I think that I've already talked about it quite a bit in the past, but obviously one of the biggest uh, and most relaxing games for me that is kind of a simulator in its own way, I 
guess it counts as a sim game is of course animal crossing oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah naturally uh animal crossing for i think i i really do think that i may have played animal crossing every day for at least a year after i actually purchased it uh, I did not buy it, so I'm talking about Animal Crossing New Leaf. Mm-hmm. It's the first and only Animal Crossing game that I personally have played. I think that there are still people out there who do play the older ones, uh, City Folk, Wild World, and of course the original Animal Crossing, which I believe was for GameCube, if I'm not mistaken. Fuchsia, That's don't hate me if I'm wrong. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Fuchsia. <laughs> don't unsubscribe. <laughs> um, but uh, Animal Crossing New Leaf is just... It's in its own class in terms of both doing nothing and everything. Mm-hmm. Because you, of course, have your daily tasks, which are you sh- you're the mayor of a town. So I should say that you're the mayor of a very small town. I think a minimum of six to a maximum of ten residents. It might be five minimum. Uh, anyway, so the point of you being back in this town is that you're trying to improve it. You're trying to get more people to move in. You're trying to get everything to look really nice. You want to plant trees. You want to improve your shops, make your library better, make your museum really bitchin'. There's all kinds of stuff that you want to accomplish, but there's no time limit. It's on the same calendar as the actual year, so you're just mimicking the exact days of the year. You can, of course, mess with the internal calendar, so you can make it winter even if it's summer. Yeah. Uh, But I never did that. I was like, no, this is real life, you guys. I have to make it like real life. So I had it perfectly match my own schedule. So that meant that frequently when I was playing, it was already nighttime, and being able to Derp around in your own tiny little town, frequently in the rain, at night, in town, catch bugs, go mm. fishing at the beach, mm. talk to your residents that are just like, hey there, friends, it's kind of laid out. And you're like, sure is, buddy. And then you just move right along because there's nothing else to do and yet everything else to do. What if you want to renovate your home? What if you've decided you want to redecorate? What if you need to customize your furniture? There's so much that you can do, but you don't have to do any of it. If you don't want to, the game gives you no pressures. It gives you no true necessary objectives. I mean, of course, there are goals and there are things that you do ideally want to accomplish. Right. But none of it's mandatory, and there's just something very soothing about knowing, hey, even though I'm in charge of this town... It's all right if I don't actually do anything. I can be super negligent about this because I've got this town assistant, Isabel, and she's on it. She's on top of this. She'll take over for me. It's fine if I go and just fish for sharks at the beach for a while. So as someone who hasn't played Animal Crossing outside of the little bit I've played of Pocket Camp, is there any actual like end or win oh. to Animal Crossing? You just go on in, yes. in perpetuity. You just continue until I assume you die in real life, not in the game. The game will outlive you. Your town will be there long after you're gone. Because there's not online components to this necessarily. Because it was, I mean, I'm assuming like the new Switch version will probably have something. I hope it will. Uh, so the actual, so uh, Animal Crossing New Leaf for the, if this was for the DS and the 3DS. It actually did have a little bit of online um, compatibility, but that was primarily through a function called the island. So at, on your beach, you could always go to the dock and you. You could ask the captain, he's so cute, uh, to take you to the island, which is where your friends could join you and you could play mini games together. But even if you were in town, if you like had somebody on your friend list, for example, and you went to your train station and opened the gates, that would mean that you were then open to online people coming into your town. So actually, technically, people could come into your town. So like, you do want to make sure that you're not being willy-nilly with your gates. Some unwanted persons could show up and you're like, hey, get out of here. Do not, do not run on my grass. It will ruin it. Uh, but yeah, your friends can come and join you in your town and they don't have to do what you do. You can split up. They can go wander around your town. You can go f- water your flowers. You can do whatever you want. So it's not really a feature of the game that I ever frequently used. Um, I really only ever used the online modes to make trades. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I know that some people definitely do that for fun and for in-game socializing. 
I assume that they will have a very similar and hopefully improved uh, version of that for Animal Crossing Switch. Right. Fingers crossed. Because I know that games similar in style to like this more resource management, different things like that, like Stardew Valley, is recently getting its multiplayer capabilities. So I'd imagine that... um, that I would think, I know they're not the same game or anything like that, but I would imagine that st- multiplayer is becoming more obviously in, involved in just about any game to some extent. So. And it's unfortunate that neither of us have played it now that you've brought it up, but Stardew Valley is another excellent example of both a sim and reportedly, according to everyone that has told us, a very relaxing game. My buddy Michael, he plays it, and he was, and I was, he told me he bought it, and I was like, "Really? That doesn't seem like a one that it would be up your alley." But he's like, "Dude, it's great. I just put it on for a couple hours. I, I just farm." Yeah, I, 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 you I, just farm. that's everybody who's talked about it. That's all they told me <laughs> is they just like you just farm. I'm like, you just farm. Okay, and it's a cheap enough game that I keep wanting to get it. I, I really don't think it's going to be something that I get into. I could get it. Really, it just doesn't. I don't know. I, I feel like I need a little bit more of an yeah. objective when I when I do stuff like this. You're very goal oriented. Yeah, I'm very not goal oriented. Well, that's I'm obvious like, from I would how, like, how all my yeah. ways I've talked about these games that I've played. I would like to do anything but the goal, please. <laughs> so I don't know how it would necessarily speak to me, but also at some level because of how much I've heard about, it, I'm like, you know what? I want I want to try it out. I want to see what I want to see what all the hubbub is about. So the hullabaloo. The hullabaloo. I'm gonna make my own game called Hullabaloo. That could be fun. It's going to be about going into somebody else's town and ruining their farmland. That seems just mean-spirited. It is. That's why it's called Hullabaloo. <laughs> so I feel like we've covered that territory about out of time on this. But honestly, we want to know. We know what some of our patrons, what they like and everything. But we would like to know what everyone else, what some of their favorite simulation or relaxing games. And, you know, throw just throw out there. I'm interested to see what other people find to be relaxing, especially because some people might find Black Ops relaxing perhaps guacamole guacamole Ooh. i mean maybe people find it very See, relaxing to thought. be a chicken i had that thought earlier if i want to relax a platformer is the last place i'll go <laughs> i didn't think it would be quite your style that, those <laughs> like i enjoy them i i like a lot of them but oh my god a game will your annoy blood pressure me can't handle to it no end faster <laughs> than a platformer yeah. so there's no way that that's going to be a relaxation game but to wrap up this episode we do have to do our soundtrack spotlight. And since we are still in this Halloween spooky season, going with another music from a horror game. And this one is from my uh, from last year's horror games episode, a game I talked about, Dead Space. Ooh. So it's composed by Jason Graves. We're going to be playing the, the main theme from Dead Space. And so stick around after the close to listen to that. But that concludes this episode of Team Chat Podcast. Until next time, I'm one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined... By Rachel Mogan. Sayonara. Should have had you do the clothes. You did the intro. You should have done the clothes. Sorry. That's all right. I dropped the I didn't think about it until just Yet again. (laughs) You're doing great. I would have just been like, bye fam. (laughs) That would have worked too. (laughs) But we'll see you all next time. Stick around for the song.